Thank you for downloading this episode of the Mac Report Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our subscribers over at themacreport.com. Their support allows us to bring you our coverage of Merrimack Athletics. If you are a subscriber, I thank you. And if you're interested in becoming a subscriber and gaining access to all of our coverage, head on over to themacreport.com today and sign up. If you don't want to subscribe but still want to support us, please rate and review our podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Once again, thank you to our subscribers for making our coverage possible. And now, on to this week's episode. Welcome to this week's Mac Report podcast. Uh, it is Saturday morning as I record this. Merrimack is set to take on Northeastern tonight at Matthews Arena. Uh, and quickly, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened here, but this podcast was supposed to post yesterday on Friday. And I realized this morning as I sit here in a parking lot outside of a rink uh, before one of my kids' games that it never posted. And I don't know why. Uh, not only that, I can't find the file the, of what was supposed to post for some reason. It I don't know exactly what happened. There was some sort of technical issue here, though, on Substack's part, uh, because nothing posted in the file is gone. That said, uh, I wanted to record this quickly. I do have our interview with Scott Borg recorded earlier in the week. It was recorded on Thursday, uh, so I'm going to play that today as, as this week's edition of the podcast. Uh, I know uh, several several of you had sent in mailbag submissions for our podcast this week, which I did answer uh, in the episode that was supposed to post yesterday. Uh, for some reason, it did not. So I none of them were, were very topical in terms of need, needing to be answered this week, uh, but I will answer those next week on our Mac Report podcast. And if you have a submission for the mailbag, uh, all you have to do is email macreportvip at gmail.com. Or if you are a subscriber and you get our posts emailed to you, uh, just reply to one of those posts in the email and it will send me an email directly. You can also leave a comment on any one of our stories uh, and that will uh, I can take that as a mailbag submission as well. So uh, I want to get to this week's interview. Again, apologies for the delay on this and apologies for the lack of a regular length of an episode uh, but we'll be back next week with a a more uh, probably a longer episode because we'll have some hockey to talk about we'll have some basketball to talk about and i'll have some mailbags to get to as well so uh, enjoy with this week's interview with scott bork and we will be back next week with a hopefully more regular regularly scheduled broadcast all right joined by the head coach of the merrimack men's hockey team scott bork coach uh coming off a weekend where you guys Seems like, I mean, I don't know if you were really off track, but certainly seemed like you got back on track with a pair of wins over Clarkson and St. Lawrence. Uh, now that you've had some time to look back on it, what were your takeaways from the weekend? I was really pleased uh, uh, with the way we played, particularly for the six periods. I thought the whole game against Clarkson was very competitive both ways, and I thought we handled that game very well. Uh, they were a difficult team to play against, big and strong and physical, and you know, getting through that was was real positive. And then you know, I, I thought against St. Lawrence, we the first two periods, we were a little sloppy. It was kind of a sloppy game Sunday afternoon for both teams. But I loved our answer in the third period once we got behind uh, and came back late in the second to tie it. And then I thought in the third period, we might have had our best period of the whole weekend. And I uh, really liked the way we, we responded from the goal out. I thought we played a lot of offense, but I thought uh, Hugo did a really nice job of keeping us in the, not in the game from a standpoint of them pulling away from us, but 
not letting them get a second one when he wasn't getting unbelievable support from us defensively. Uh, I thought he really came through. Yeah, one of the big takeaways that I had from over the weekend was just the, how well you guys seem to play off the puck. And I think we, you know, we talked about it after the games, but something like you know, close to forty block shots combined over the over the course of the weekend, which can happen. Like sometimes people look at that number and go, "Oh man, they probably got outshot by a lot. That's why they blocked more shots." But but no, <laughs> uh, it's just that you guys were getting in lanes and, and not allowing a lot of pucks to get to the net. Uh, when you were able to kind of look back at that from both the forwards, because there were forwards that had some big blocks too, but also the D, uh, were you happy with that area in terms of clogging up lanes and not really allowing many pucks to get through? Yeah, I think this team uh, has really taken pride in that. Um, and it's really the first team I've had here that has been as aggressive in the shot lanes and, I've, it's great for us, you know, as a team. It creates offense. Uh, you know, a block shot can lead to a breakaway, or for you or for a teammate. Um, it's frustrating as a, for the offensive team. You know, we've had a lot of shots blocked ourselves, and that's frustrating. You know, guys, uh, you spend enough time in the zone, and then the next thing you know, it gets blocked and it's going the other direction. And you're playing defense. That can be a real, you know, kind of a backbreaker for a team. So, I thought the shot blocking on the weekend was good for us, and I thought it was a real important part of our success. Uh, some of this might have to do with, obviously, you guys have, have had a couple of injuries here, but both lineups really going all the way back to like last Saturday or two Saturdays ago against Arizona State. So the last three games, you're you're seeing some consistency. It looks like with with some of the lines. Some guys have been in and out, uh, but you know Stevenson has been with Brar, uh, and um, I'm, I'm forgetting off the top of my head who else he's been with. But you know that's Tyler been, Young. There it is. Yeah, and that's been pretty consistent. You know, kind of game to game. Uh, is it surprising that you've kind of found some consistency with the pairings there early on, or or is it a product of you've got some guys out of the lineup? So by the product, it's a byproduct of just having maybe less guys available to you. I think it's a little bit of that, you know, we've had some guys out, uh, so we don't really have the options that we've had in the past as far as spreading guys around. You know, the other thing too, is that, um, you know, we have a, we have a more freshman forwards this year than we've had in a few years. And so um, I'm trying to ease them into the lineup as best I can, instead of just throwing them to the wolves. And, and I think that that's putting other guys in spaces that's actually giving them an opportunity to, to grow that chemistry. Um, the unfortunate reality is we, we've um, been hit with the injury bug pretty bad, and and uh, both Stevenson and Young will not be available. So um, that's a that's a real hurt because that's been a great line for us. I loved how physical they've been, and and I thought that they really set a you know much like the um, Seifert and uh, Mesner and Liebold line last year. I thought they were setting the pace for our team. Um, but you know, they're out now and, and we have to move on and find some other pairings. Uh, obviously, you know, I know Brown's going to be out when we talked last week, you said there was, it was kind of week to week on, on Jeffries in terms of just the overall, along with Stevenson and young, what are you looking at health wise going into this, this one game weekend with Northeastern? Uh, unfortunately, uh, none of those guys will be available. Young Jeffries and Stevenson are out, uh, Ziflack, Brown and Arbertson are out. Um, and it just is what it is. You know, it, it's never happened to uh, any of the teams since I've been here that we've had this kind of a injury bug, but we have, and we just have to deal with it and move forward and get other guys in there to do the job. You know, um, the, the other unfortunate reality is not only did you have those guys out, but they're all guys who've been playing quite a bit for us. So um, it's going to give opportunities to other guys, and I'm curious to see how they do. Um, I'm more curious than I am nervous. 
because I think, um, you know, these other guys, you know, Devlin O'Brien scored the tying goal on Saturday. He hadn't played. Uh, he played obviously one game at Arizona, but you know, last year he was a red shirt. And he's, he was a sophomore and, you know, he's just a junior. He's looking for an opportunity and, you know, he earned it. And then now it's kind of been, you know, put on a silver platter. So uh, he's not the only one, but there are other guys involved in that situation as well. Yeah, like another one I thought over the weekend was was Sacco. David Sacco ends up getting moved up, uh, I think, to the young line when he got moved when he got taken out of the game and created some chances for himself and seemed to have a good showing with those guys. Yeah, you know, I thought he played well. It's interesting because um, David brings a, a little bit of a different element to our team physically and you know, real committed physically um, and playing the body and playing through and. Uh, it did draw a penalty on, you know, we got a penalty on on Sunday in that, but uh, I love the tone he sets. And so I, instead of just inserting him, you know, with the young guys, we played him up and down the lineup in the first two periods. And then as, uh, I don't know, good fortune would be the right word, but as things would happen, um, you know, we lost, you know, Tyler from that line with Stevenson and Breyer. And, um, you know, David went into, I thought they did a really good job and kind of fit in. So, you know, as I said, that's what injuries do. Like injuries, yeah, it's disappointing that you're not maybe rolling over guys that you know, but it, it forces you to get to know the depth of your lineup and, and to use them. And I think that's healthy long term. So um, while I'm disappointed for the players who are out, I'm excited for the guys who are getting an opportunity. What have you seen from Brady Hunter, uh, freshman forward? Uh, it's ironic that he's wearing number nine because I, I, I thought over the weekend uh, that you know, his game reminded me a lot of Liebold's. Like, it almost felt like it was the same guy wearing the shirt still. Uh, what, what have you seen from him in terms of uh, when he's been in there and maybe even in practice as well? He's uh, he's going to be a good player for us. You know, he um, he is very physical, uh, you know, short in stature, but not small. Uh, he's thick and he's tough, uh, and he doesn't mind mixing it up. And sometimes – Guys like that are harder to play against than a big guy, you know, laboring guy that gets around and is physical. Like Brady gets to you quickly and he closes space and he and he enjoys being physical as part of his game. Um, I think he's going to be a very good player for us. And he, you know, Lee Bowles a good, uh, Ryan is a really good analogy, uh, comparison. I think the one thing that Brady does have is he's probably a half a step quicker, uh, which may make him even more effective. Uh, and Ryan was great for us last year. The one thing he isn't is 24 years old. Yeah. So um, he's not going to be able to be like, like Ryan was for us that second half last year where you just had complete confidence every single time you rolled him over. You know, Brady's had to work himself to get that trust from his coaches, and he will. Um, but I really like his game, and I love his effort. Um, and, and frankly, I really like our freshman class. I think that each of them have played pretty well when they've gotten opportunities, and that bodes well for the future. Do you feel like you guys are playing – I mean – Maybe not, but it, maybe it's just because it's been a while since I've watched games live, right? Because it's been like the whole summer. Do you feel like you guys are playing faster than, than you played last year? Because it looked like, I would say, especially at times, maybe not for you know 60 minutes both of those games against Clarkson and St. Lawrence, but there were times where I was like, wow, this team just looks like it has another gear compared to what it had a year ago. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I compare the two teams in that regard, but I do think we – we have some real pace down in the middle of the rink this year. Uh, and it's all the players we've had, you know, obviously Jeff who hasn't played yet in the regular season, but Jeff uh, brings a lot of pace. Maddie Capone brings a ton of pace. Mark Hillier this year is bringing a lot of pace. Brady Hunter, when he's the fourth line center, brings a ton of pace. 
And I just think, you know, our confidence in the back end, you know, we, we put Frankie Jurasevic in there as a freshman. He's doing a really good job. He skates well. He gets up in the play. You know, Christian Felton, Liam Dennison, you know, Adam Arvidsson, all those guys, and then Zach Bookman have played really well and really fast and have jumped into the offense. I think that's where you're seeing our team be faster is from the back end uh, because they're all much more involved this year, playing with a lot more confidence offensively. Um, you know, it'll be interesting as we get in the league play because, you know, I think that we haven't played a team as good as Northeastern yet. We haven't played a team uh, as good as Maine yet. And those are our next two weekends. And I'll be curious to see if, if we're still playing at that pace or if we have to ratchet it down a little bit to be more conservative defensively. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of Northeastern, obviously that's who you have this weekend. One game on the road Saturday night uh, down at Matthews. Uh, they've had a good start. Haven't played a ton. I think they had last week off. They played a night, though, I believe. Uh, we were recording this on Thursday. They do. Um, what have you seen from them? I mean, it seems like you know, they've got some new faces in there, obviously. But uh, from what I've seen so far, it looks like they're what you would come to expect of a Northeastern team. They're, they're pretty quick. They're pretty skilled. Uh, and the goaltenders played well, you know, which obviously they've had a history of that over the last couple of years. Yeah, no, they, I think they've got a very good team, you know, really underrated team, actually, you know, them and Providence might be the two most underrated teams in the league, but um, they uh, play very fast possession hockey. Uh, they really good offensive forwards, their offensive, their forward group is four lines deep. Uh, you know, their fourth line, um, you know, basically has the Mellis, who's a fifth year guy, very offensively skilled Walsh, who's a fifth year guy and has a little bit of skill. Um, and then they have a young guy with them, but you know they have that all the way through their lineup, and uh, I think that, that that makes them dangerous um, one through four. And we just got to make sure that we do a good job of staying on the defensive side and keeping them in front of us. But um, I actually watching them on video, I kind of like their team more this year than I have in a couple of years. You know, obviously they don't have Levi behind them, uh, but I think they're playing with more structure than they have, and I think that's partially because they don't have an all-world goalie behind them. They have a very good goalie behind them, but I'm not sure that we're going to see De- Devin Levi in college hockey anytime soon again. Um, so it just really, uh, you know, that change, I think, has made them a little bit more defensive-minded, uh, which is good for their team long-term and makes them harder to play against. When when you have to, I know usually you kind of get to a point in the year, maybe it's it's already there, maybe it's this early, where you don't really look at the opponent very much, and it's more of like, hey, we got to work on ourselves and worry about what we want to do more than what than what they're doing. But when you kind of come off of a weekend where Northeastern plays such a different style than the two teams you played the previous weekend, is that preached a little bit over the course of the week in practice? Like, hey, you know, we we've got to be prepared for maybe a little bit more speed, a little bit more transition, uh, you know, because maybe similar to what you saw at Arizona State, but almost completely different in terms of style of play than what you saw last weekend with Clarkson and St. Lawrence. It would St. Lawrence, it would seem. Well, I, I would say that they're very similar to Arizona, uh, except Northeastern plays. Um, north-south faster. You know, Arizona would give you a chance to get on the defensive side of the puck where Northeastern's trying to beat you up the ice every time. Um, and so they both have similar players as far as their skill level. Um, but I think that Northeastern plays a heck of a lot faster. Uh, and that's and they're not dumping the puck as much as Arizona did. You know, Arizona was really good in the rush, but they probably had 10 a game. You know, I think that Northeastern wants to create 20 a game. Uh, and in their game against Quinnipiac, they created a significant amount of op- offense off of the rush. Uh, and that's where they've hurt us in the past is on the rush. They've been a really good team. You have to be an excellent funnel team and reload team to, 
to be successful against them. Uh, and if you can do that, you give yourself a chance. But, you know, I, I think that they, they play a game at a pace that it's going to be fastened with face so far. And it's a possession game, unlike St. Lawrence, who St. Lawrence I thought played pretty fast, but the puck was played fast just so it could get below the goal line. Uh, that's not going to be the case this weekend. So uh, it will be a big challenge for us, you know, funneling into the zone, especially and making sure we're loud and, you know, our defensive responsibilities and not switching. The other four, three teams we've played haven't really forced us to do that much, but Northeastern will quite a bit. All right, Coach. Well, good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate it. We'll